Candice, and you're listening to Music for Cupcakes, a podcast all about a bunch of songs that I wrote a long time ago. is a song that I wrote in 2009 when I was in a long-distance relationship. We were both musicians and writers, so I thought it would be fun to give each other little songwriting projects, thinking that maybe if we did enough of them, we could combine them to make a fun little indie album or something. I had all sorts of ideas, per usual. One of the ideas was to write a song featuring just one random household object as the accompaniment. I should add that this was before Pitch Perfect came out and that cup song got really popular. And another idea was to cover one of the other person's songs. Ultimately, we only did one of my songwriting project ideas, and it was this. To write a song that was exactly two minutes long. Very groundbreaking. So he got to work and I got to work. And then after a few days, or maybe it was a week, we emailed them to each other. Shortly after I sent the email, I got a phone call from my then boyfriend and he was like, this song is perfect. He was full of nothing but praise for it and it really made my day. I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in a cafe on the Ave That's what they call this retail and restaurant street near the University of Washington. And I was like radiating happiness and bliss while sipping my latte. Anyway, the song is actually okay. It's short because that was like the gimmick of the project. And it's probably the one and only time I've ventured into the folk genre. I wanted to write something simple but timeless. So I called it Time. Here are the lyrics. If the penalty for tardiness is shame, and forgetting my umbrella leads to standing in the rain, and if loving you the way I do leads to pain, I would love you just the same. If the waves wash away our names in sand, and the distance between us means I cannot hold your hand, and if time erodes what we have chose to plan, I would try to understand. If you speak and I have no words with to reply, if the music fades to far away and reaches the divine, if I made a wish for every inch of time, love like ours wouldn't be so damn hard to find. You know, those are like actually nice lyrics, not the most grammatically correct song in the world, erodes and chose, you know, they rhyme, but they're not correct. But the song is definitely one of my more poetic ventures, especially that last verse. There's a Death Cab for Cutie song called I Will Follow You Into the Dark, and the last verse of this song kind of gives me that same kind of end of the world vibe. It might hold more weight for me if it was about someone I was actually still with, but hey, young love, right? I wanted to evoke a kind of timeless but fleeting love story, and especially paired with the folksy music. 
I wanted it to be like the last track on an indie album or something. This whole song, it brings back memories of when I first moved to Seattle. I only lived there for a little over four years, and honestly most of those years were a little turbulent, but for the first three or four months I lived there, I was in love with the city, and with life, and with myself. I don't have a great track record for self-love, most of the time I actually can't stand myself. But during this time of my life, I really actually enjoyed my existence. My transition from South Florida to the Pacific Northwest was a little bit rocky, and I wasn't sure I'd even make it to Seattle. My family was not happy with my lifestyle in Florida, which I've mentioned before. I think a lot of people assumed I was doing bad stuff there because... I was hanging out with musicians and people who weren't Christian, and I was living my life outside of a religious and conservative bubble. So while I was living in Fort Lauderdale, my family was like, we don't approve of your life there. Like, you cannot keep going in that direction. So they offered to help move me from South Florida back to their home in Michigan, and then they offered to help relocate me to either Portland or Seattle both of which I had heard amazing things about. And for some reason, I've always been attracted to Seattle as a place where I wanted to live and maybe settle down. It's probably not a coincidence that one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite television shows were both set there. Free Willy and Dark Angel, if you're curious. <laughs> I was not super happy about my cross-country transition, Sure, my life in Florida was admittedly not idyllic. I was working a minimum wage job, living in the living room of an English woman's apartment, and yeah, I was hanging out with musicians who did not identify as Protestant. But Florida was where I had found myself and where I discovered songwriting, and I was a little bit heartbroken to leave. Going back to cold, gray Michigan for a few months was not my idea of a fun spring. So when I hopped on Craigslist and actually found a room in a decent looking house in Seattle, I was ecstatic. My friend Marie and I packed up my car and we headed out in the middle of the night for the long drive from Grand Rapids to Seattle, Washington. I did not have a job. I didn't have a set community of people to hang out with, but I just felt like I needed to live there. I wasn't totally alone though. I did know a few people in different places in the area, so I had a few contacts. For the first few months of living in Seattle, I was wearing rose-tinted glasses 24-7. I remember just being so full of joy and wonder at really mediocre things, like coffee shops with more than one kind of latte and thrift stores and taking public transport. I hate driving, and I was so happy that the Seattle bus system would be able to get me places so I wouldn't have to worry about getting in an accident or parking or having to repark for the 10th time because I suck at parking. I look back on it now like the Seattle bus system was terrible, at least back when I lived there. Maybe it's changed now, I don't know. And I like cringe at all the memories of the stuff I had to put up with on public transport and in the city in general. People were not nice to me, but 
I didn't care. I was finally where I belonged. Or so I thought. I now have some really mixed feelings about my time in Seattle with like eight years of hindsight. Seattle may have been a place where I felt like I finally belonged and, you know, it was maybe a place I could finally call home. But it was also where I was very abruptly rejected on a few separate occasions by people that I thought were kindred spirits, people that I thought I'd be good friends with, platonic female friendships. Nobody was at fault, but previously in my young adulthood, especially in places like Michigan and Florida, I had made connections with people that I shared very little in common with, and I love those people. But when I moved to Washington, I met other people that I shared a lot in common with, and I was like, maybe these are my people. But that was very much not the case, to put it vaguely. And um, in these cases, these people would actually say, like, I do not like you, or other things that I can't say on this podcast because it's not explicit. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that says something about me, and maybe I need to feel unique in my relationships and in my communities. Maybe I don't actually belong with people like me. Or maybe I just shouldn't have friends. I don't really have anyone here in Melbourne that I'm really close to, so maybe that's it. I don't know. Nowadays, the song feels more like a love song for my time in the Emerald City. Fleeting, temporary, but eternal in a way that it'll always be a part of my story. Most of my in-laws live near Seattle, so it'll probably always be one of my home bases. But it's no longer a place I think of as where I belong, where I'm wanted. Anyway, now that I've burned all my bridges back to Seattle with this episode, back to the song. If you think I'm a fantastic guitar player and that I played this whole song in one take, that is incorrect. I painstakingly recorded four bars at a time and I made sure that it sounded more or less seamless until I had a pretty decent guitar picking part, and then I looped it over and over again. And then I recorded separate sections for the intro, and then like the bridge part, and then the ending. And you can kind of tell, like this is not like a super polished recording, but you can tell where the things don't really match up. years ago, I covered this song as an instrumental version for one of our family vacation videos, and I used MIDI instruments on GarageBand. I had to make some changes to the song's melody, especially in the rhythm, for a more smooth listening experience. The original song has a lot of pauses and places for the vocals to just do their thing, since it is a folk song, but in the instrumental version, I needed it to make more sense theoretically, maybe. So for example, the ends of the verses in the song are like this. Loving you the way I do leads to being, being, being. I would love you just the same. But in the instrumental version, I changed it to this. it a little bit slower for the sole purpose of having a longer song because I like to include as much footage as I can in my videos. 
I added a few verses to extend it from two minutes to almost three. So the first verse is a very basic verse with just a heart patch. scenery and landscapes. The original cover was for a family vacation video to Whidbey Island with Ben's dad's family. And then I repurposed it for another family video when my mom came to Melbourne to meet my son. And also, my cousin kindly used the song for a trailer advertisement for her line of stationery, which was so sweet and thoughtful of her, and I really loved that. isn't very much to the song, but it brings back some bittersweet memories and I think it's pretty simple and sweet. To wrap things up, here's the full version of Time. If the penalty for tardiness is sheen, and forgetting my Standing in the rain And if loving you The way I do leads to Pain, pain, pain I would love you Just the same If the waves wash away Our names in sin And the distance Between us means I cannot hold your hand And the time arose With me to plan, plan, plan. I would try to understand. Mm -hmm. 
Check out this song and some of my other tracks on soundcloud.com slash cupcakecandice. If you like this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye.